Are you ready to become awesomer? Hello, everyone. My name is Umar Hamid. I'm your host on the No Limit Selling Podcast, where industry leaders share their tips, strategy, and advice on how you can become better, stronger, faster. Just before we get started, I've got a question for you. Do you have a negative voice inside your head? We all do, right? I'm going to help you remove that voice in under 30 days guaranteed. Not only remove it, but transform it. So instead of the voice that sabotages you, there's one that propels you to much higher levels of performance and success. There's a link in the show notes. Click on it to find out more. All right, let's get started. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the No Limit Selling Podcast. And today we have uh, Josh Iking here with us today. And I happen to be in the old hometown in uh, Baltimore, Maryland at an Airbnb and you can't see Diego, the dog who lives here, is just there. <laughs> and uh, welcome to the show. So happy you're here. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me, Umar. So I see a map right behind you. And what's kind of <laughs> interesting is, uh, you know, uh, people just drew up a bunch of lines to say, you know, this is this country, that's that country. And I'm not even sure that map's accurate anymore. Is it accurate? <laughs> I don't know. I seem to see the um, Soviet Union there. That no, actually, I anymore. think that's pretty accurate. I got that about is 10 it Russia? years ago. Oh, yeah, nice. no, it, it does say Russia on that one. It's not the ah, former brilliant. USSR. So post-91. So tell me, about, uh, tell me about you, tell me about your business, and uh, let's get to know you better. Well, um, I'm, I'm formerly from uh, Nova Scotia, Cape Breton. Um, I've ca- I came to Ottawa about 14 years ago. Um, I do have some family here, so that was part of the attraction, but I always, always loved the city. Um, I grew up on a, on a fairly large farm for, uh, for Eastern Canada and, uh, yeah, I grew up there until I went to university and St. Mary's university uh, in Halifax. Nice. What kind of farm? Yeah. Uh, we had uh, poultry, so we had about a hundred. We had one hundred twenty thousand chickens, so it was fairly large farm. Wow. And we had uh, several hundred acres of vegetable, uh, and yeah, so that's kind of where I where my upbringing was, and that's uh, you know up until eighteen years old, I I uh, I worked on the farm until I went to university. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's take a look. It's the the glory of technology. Let's just make sure I'm on the <laughs> Yeah, I'm on the right network. I'm on a 5G right. network. Good. Yeah, you're so, good. Uh, one of the scariest times for me was uh, I was on the eastern shore of Maryland, and I went to okay. a chicken farm. And basically, the <laughs> farmers just raised the chickens, but the yeah. chickens belonged to Tyson. They brought the chickens over. Right. And so got to see that. And then we went to the factory where they process. And that was the scariest thing I've ever seen in terms of it was so clean. And mm-hmm. so mechanized, it was like a hundred thousand chickens got processed a day or something ridiculous. Yeah. And uh, it was like, uh, whoa, it's like, <laughs> uh, it should be like bloody and awful, but it wasn't. And that made it. Scary. So we actually had, we actually had laying hens. So it was a little different. We didn't raise them to slaughter. We had, uh, nice. yeah, we, uh, we provided eggs for the better part of Cape Breton, part of Nova Scotia and Newfoundland. So, yeah. So tell me more though, what are you seeing in the market right now? As you do your business, um, definitely it's shifted. Um, noticed a big a big change since uh, since rates started going up in March. Um, I think we're down about seventy percent. Uh, wow, that's as far huge. As productivity, yeah, more than I yeah. thought it would be actually. Yeah, um, 
you know, you're still working on deals that were in the process uh, or you're negotiating um, prior to when they started bumping the rates. But I think, yeah, I think if I was to look at the transaction amount that we do on a monthly basis, I would say we're down at least 60 to 70 percent. Um, so, uh, yeah, things have definitely changed. What's the average uh, interest rate on a mortgage right now? Um, for a fixed rate, I think uh, for those banks that um, that haven't uh, adjusted their rates based on Tuesday's uh, adjustment, um, right. because as you know, the banks can hold the rates for a little longer after they do adjust. I think it's around four and a half for a fixed, and they're still offering three and a half for a variable, but that'll obviously change fairly so, soon if you're. So what's kind of interesting is like a million years ago, uh, the financial market went nuts and uh, the interest rates went up mm-hmm. to 21% for a home. In 1980 to 1982, yep. I believe it was. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, uh, and uh, certainly some people lost their homes, but yep. most people figured it out. It was like for a year and change that insanity right. happened. And now at 4%, it's uh, no big deal in the grand scheme of things, but jumping mm-hmm. from like, Two percent to four percent is freaking people out, but four percent is sure. still pretty much free money in the grand scheme of things. Sure, I'm, and I think it's going to catch up to us. I, I, there's only a few people that have called me in the last couple months that are really distressed or fairly concerned. Um, but those those uh, situations and incidents will start to compound. I think um, as people's fixed rates start to expire, and I think the statistic is something like half of Canadians have fixed rate mortgages. So I'll give you a a hypothetical, not a hypothetical, an actual example of uh, a conversation I had with uh, a high tech client that called me just a couple weeks ago Mm -hmm. um, with some concern. I mean, this, this individual worked for a large, uh, a large technology company. I sold them a home about four years ago. So their fixed rate is coming up. I think they locked in at around just under 2% for, for a right. five year. And they have just over a million dollars mortgage. Um, I believe their carrying cost was around $2,000 a month. Anyway, fast forward, I think they're going in for a, close to a 5% fixed rate. So that's an adjustment of all, a little over 3% for them. The difference with this one individual was substantial. So it's $2,400 additional uh, monthly payment on their mortgage. So we're going to, go to forty four hundred instead of two thousand, something like that, give or take. Okay, that's significant. Uh, that's significant. That that is significant. Um, but you take somebody who uh, it's twenty four twenty four hundred dollars more a month, but that works out to give or take thirty thousand dollars a year, um, additional additional uh, costs for that family. Now, what has happened as well is MPAC or Municipal Property Assessment Corporation. They didn't, I think they took a year or two off of, of adjustments uh, because right. of COVID. So this guy gets hit with the with that as well to the tune of, I guess, $300 additional property taxes a month. So now we're talking $2,700. And you take a person in that income bracket, the average goods for a family now, if they're spending $200,000 a year, which is probably realistic for somebody who has a million plus dollar home on lifestyle. Right. That person's lifestyle costs twenty thousand dollars more a year just because of inflation. So you're talking to them. They've got a they've got thirty thousand plus another five in taxes. They're thirty five 
extra there. And then their cost of living is up $20,000. They're at $55,000 more cash required to keep their existence the exact same. Nothing's changed here. And then somebody who's making that kind of money is in an effective tax bracket of 53, 54%. He's not getting a $110,000 raise uh, this year to compensate for that. So what do we do uh, is the question. So the toys in the cottage are possibly on the table if they want to keep their home. Um, And there's layoffs at their job now and the stock has dropped. You look at that guy five years ago, he walked into a bank. He was the perfect customer. He was doing everything right, 20% down, making well into six figures a year and great great stock uh, in a company. Um, So these are situations that will compound, I think, in the next couple years, uh, year, year and a half. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah. So what's kind of interesting is, you know, uh, fear is the enemy of success. And oftentimes fear is the uh, enemy of sound decision, because when you're in panic mode, oftentimes you can't make the right decisions. I'm not sure what the right decision for this person is, because you're also in the weaker housing market. So it's not like you can flip the house. Uh, So you just got to write it out somehow. And uh, one of the things you can do is maybe sell a child. I'm not, is that allowed? I'm not sure. (laughs) I don't know. He's he's got access to a lot of a lot more software and a lot more technology than I'm I'm aware of. So I'm sure that's possible, but uh, I don't think that's on the table for them. So one of the things I'm finding is I, I just did a retreat for uh, a construction company yesterday, and they are having a really tough time finding salespeople mm-hmm. and finding construction workers. And they're paying a really high dollar. They're saying people are just not coming to the job, and mm-hmm. so. Not everybody has stopped working, but at some point, things have to settle down. So how do you think that that phenomenon of a lot of people not really being choosy where they work and right now maybe not working and then housing pricing going up and interest are going up, just all those, where do you think it's going to land? Because it's going to land somewhere. Well, I think a lot of people, uh, you know, have shifted to the attitude that they can work from home and have this dream job. I'm not sure what the major influences are with that, maybe social media and whatnot, but I do think there be, there is probably a reckoning <laughs> that's going to occur. You can see the push and pull. Employers are starting to get a little more leverage with the get back to the office, guys. It's time to buckle down. Um, versus a year ago, uh, you, know, you didn't want to go in that direction with some health concerns with COVID. And so I, I do think that... I do think that, uh, you know, there's no such thing as a free lunch. So yes. there's going to be a lot of people that are going to have to uh, realize that you might have to put on the work boots and get out there. And and there's six-figure jobs out there if you are willing to do the work. Um, yeah. And, yeah, I think that, uh, and I hope that that will, you know, start to occur again. Absolutely. So tell me about yourself. Uh, are you, do you have a team? Are you part of a team? Well, I, uh, I actually, it's just me and my assistant right now. Um, nice. I used That's to have, good... uh, yeah, I do. I, I like it. Um, we used to have six people on a team, on our team. Right. And we did, I did that for a few years, um, but I decided to really trim it down. And, and uh, I was finding I was dealing a lot more with the people on my team than my clients. And that's not the direction where I originally wanted my business to go in. So right. yeah, I kind of um, I kept it simple, uh, went back to the basics. And now it's just my assistant, myself, and uh, 
I'm a lot happier and, and I think it's a lot more successful since we've made that transition. Nice. Of course, as we're doing this outside, all the lawnmowers have come out. So let's <laughs> go inside. So what's been interesting is I've been, uh, I sold my house last year and to become a digital uh, nomad. <laughs> and so uh, today I happen to be an Airbnb in, uh, in Baltimore. Oh, it looks beautiful. Yeah, it's like, uh, it's pretty, uh, pretty blessed life. And here we go. Now we're inside. Hopefully it's a little quieter. Much and uh, we've got uh, Diego here keeping me company. Say hi, Diego. <laughs> hey, buddy. <laughs> so that's like a, 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 just a new way of being. So where, did, where are you learning right now? What are you doing to get better, Josh? Well, I guess right now, as in since the market has shift or mm -hmm. as of two years ago, because, you know, you got to bob and weave in this business. Um, I mean, since since the market has shift uh, shifted, um, I find I'm just kind of grabbing the phone and talking to some of my old clients a little bit more, touching base with them and giving them my opinion on on where we're at with uh, with where the market's going. Nice. Um, yeah. And, you know, the, the worst thing for somebody who's a high producer or, or likes likes to keep, you know, moving and it's not about the money as much as it's about feeling like you just did a deal. So how do I substitute that mentally when the market's a little slower and uh, the little wins for me right now might not be signing as many contracts as we were four or five months ago. It's getting off the phone with somebody who you haven't talked to in a while, having a great conversation. And, uh, you know, that's the substitute right now for not getting inking as many deals, I guess. Um, and I found that's been, you know, uh, really important. It's a good shift. And I'm, I am getting, getting, you know, referrals as a result of that. So um, again, getting back to the basics and it's, we're, we're a belly to belly, it's, ear to ear business. Yeah. That's it's it's always the magic key to uh, when things are getting out of kilter, go back to the basics, the foundational yeah. stuff that always works. So you're part of a broker. How many agents in the brokerage? Well, yeah, there's, I guess we're probably in our, in our individual brokers, they have three or four throughout the city. In that particular one, there's around 300 agents. Nice. Um, Very significant. Yeah. 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 It's a Remax Hallmark uh, franchise. I believe they're the largest uh, in Canada, if not North America. Wow. Amazing. Yeah. So brilliant. So what, what are the three pieces of advice you'd give people in this changing market for agents so they don't panic and freak out? Take Valium. What else? <laughs> I guess w one thing is uh, is you you have to keep your routine. As far as your, if you were a productive agent before, um, you can replace the little things in your routine. Like I said, I'm not I'm not doing as many deals as we were three or four months ago, but I'm still doing you know my physical exercise at the same time. And as opposed to going out showing a home, I might be on the phone, and that's good for your mental capacity, uh, oh, your mental. Definitely well-being because sitting there idle with the with the type of people that are gravitated towards uh real estate is it's not healthy so get on the phone talk to clients uh and, and you don't have to have anything in particular to say they just like hearing you um hearing you have a have a conversation with them so keep um, the routine exercise and talk to people and it doesn't have to be about real estate just reconnect human to human and that leads to business yeah, of course. And obviously, from a business perspective, watch your bottom line you and your expenses. I mean, one of the reasons why I got away from the big 
team uh, was because it doesn't matter if the market slows down or stops, you still have those expenses when you're running huge budgets. You know, some of these guys that I know in the business are thirty, forty thousand dollars expenses per month. Oh, yeah. um, so right now they're stressing. Um, so for me, um, we always ran lean. Um, and I, I personally don't do a lot of marketing. I only do a, a, a mail out to my community, uh, my small nice. community. Um, I do zero online media. I do zero Instagram, nothing like that. It's always been repeat belly to belly. business. Nice. Exactly. And uh, it's hard to quantify like you do, like you can with, uh, with mail outs and whatnot, how, what your bottom line return is from that when you're picking up the phone and talking to people, but rest assured there's, there's a very good return, if not a much better return than, than doing that kind of thing. And in a, in a, in a shrinking market, you don't have those, the overhead that could uh, leave you up at night sweating. So um, brilliant. Yeah. So two last questions. Number one, uh, Josh, what makes you happy? Well, um, my family, obviously, uh, nice. is, I've got three kids. Um, my wife and I have been together uh, for 10 years now. Um, we've got a six-year-old, uh, a four-year-old and a 10-month-old. They keep me busy and happy. Congratulations. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, um, and uh, I love the freedom that my, my job gives me to spend time with them and travel with them and, and be there for breakfast and dinner sometimes uh, with them. Uh, so I would say that's, that's probably number one in my world as far as what makes me happy. Brilliant. What's one piece of advice you'd give uh, just the general population that would make them uh, happier, stronger, faster, sexier? Um, structure. I think uh, that's something that I live by every day. It's, uh, you know, time block, a good amount of time for your personal and your family um, and mm -hmm. your health uh, and your business will be successful. You know, there's a lot of agents in our business that are, you know, running around like chickens with their heads cut off. I'll go down. Uh, I drive, I drive on the 417, the highway, and mm -hmm. I can see my brokerage sometimes from the highway and the, uh, you'll be going back from dinner with your wife at 9.30 at night. And don't, don't get me wrong, we've all been there, late deals. But you'll see certain cars that are consistently there at, uh, at uh, you know, the late, late hours at night. Right. Or, uh, you know, and um, they, they have no routine. It's, it's irregular. And um, those are the people that I find are actually the least successful. Uh, in the business, you you have to you have to keep it uh, keep your working hours and your family hours uh, separated as best Sacred, as possible. Yeah, nice, Josh. Thanks so much for being on the show. Really enjoyed the conversation. Uh, sorry for the lawnmowers. You know, they always have <laughs> recording. No problem. Thank you. All right. Thank you for having me, and I hope you have a great weekend. If you enjoyed this episode, please go to iTunes and leave a five-star rating. And if you're looking for more tools, go to my website at nolimitselling.com. I've got a free mind training course there that's going to teach you some insights from the world of neuro-linguistic programming, and that is the fastest way to get better results.